Behind the Pattern podcast. Make left traffic, clear for the option. Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000. Line up and wait, 7 range, for my Alpha. Mark Tower, 172, Romeo Hotel, hold short on the 133, ready to take off. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Brad. And I'm Mark. And we are the In the Pattern Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 78 of the In the Pattern Podcast. This is Chris. Along with me tonight, I've got John and Brad. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Yeah, doing great. Awesome. Glad to be yourself? back. Yeah, all is well down here in Phoenix. Starting to warm up. Summer is upon us, uh, even though it's only mid-May, but uh, we've already touched the 100-degree mark a couple of times, and I'm not excited about it, to be honest. I bet. We had frost four days last week. <laughs> well, don't remember that. It's not uh, not happening here. How about how about up there with you, uh, John? It's been it's been wonderful. It's uh, today was probably the hottest day we've had all year. It was like eighty six. Um, and yeah, I know. I've been keeping tabs on the nighttime lows as well, and it's been getting um, it's starting to kind of creep up into the above fifties. Uh, actually, it's above fifty almost all the time now. It's it's almost above sixty uh, as the low most days recently. I've got some peppers. I've been having to keep bringing inside because um, they don't like it below uh, below 60 or so. Hmm. Um, so we keep tabs on that. But yeah, it's been warming up. It's been nice. Spring is here. I think the rain has kind of gotten away. So we're enjoying the allergies, um, <laughs> which makes me, I'm sure, sound wonderful on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. Everything, everything sounds better in post. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, yeah, it's um, it's that time of year. It's um, spring for most people, and yeah, I kind of I kind of gauge these things by uh, uh, we're we're not able to like open up the doors in the morning to let the cool air in and stuff like that because it's just uh, it's starting to not happen as much anymore. That used to that's normally the thing through through the spring. It's really nice, you know, open up the doors in the morning. It's like 50, 60 degrees out. Let some of the cool air in or whatever. And well, it's still not too bad in the mornings, but it's it's. It doesn't last for very long, that's for sure. But good enough to get out there in the morning and and get a few flights in, you know, while the air is still cool. Climb up to some cooler temperatures and take advantage of uh of uh of that temperature. That's uh, you know, climb, maintain seventy six degrees, something like that. Nice. And by morning, by morning you mean like you know noon, right? Yeah, by like five thirty in the morning, you know, sunrise, get it done. Um, yeah, that's bedtime. I'm sorry. <laughs> bedtime <laughs> you're the night owl now you're running third shift over there <laughs> hey you know i i am i i go to bed like two o'clock every night so wow okay yeah i thought i was a yeah. night owl dude ideally that would be perfect for me i've always i've always been a night owl type of person i usually go to bed around midnight or something but if i could stay up to two three in the morning and not have to get up to around 10 that'd be ideal for me i'd love it yeah i get up uh i, I do have to get up at like eight so it's a little little but mm. uh but I, you know what? 
we train the kid well. He gets up at the same time. He does not. He's not one of those kids that gets up at like five thirty waking us <laughs> up. So it works out perfectly. So that's how we always did it when uh, when we were raising our girls. Is that we just kind of worked them around our schedule instead of whatever finger quotes here normal was. You know. Yeah. So and congrats, uh, you got a second one on the way. Yes, we do. Baby girl due in October. Inbound full now. stop. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Inbound full stop, five months yeah. out with whiskey. <laughs> yes. That's great. Very much so. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Owen is, uh, is he five or six now? Yeah, he'll be five in June. Five, um, so I think, uh, you know, judging judging by the way things are right now, I think next Oshkosh will probably be with me. Awesome. Um, I may have brought him this year, but because last year didn't happen, um, I'm I'm gonna enjoy the last year by myself. Uh, ship him with my mom instead. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Give give Lindsay her peace and quiet while I go enjoy some fun airplane time. Excellent. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, my uh, uh, I've I've got two granddaughters now. We just had a second one uh, five almost six months ago now. Congratulations Congrats. to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so two hand that two. one back. Two granddaughters. Oh man, they're a blast too. Um, we we uh, we have them over at the house uh, usually two days a week while uh, Christina is uh, is working part time. So she drops them off, and either my youngest daughter is watching them, or uh, or my wife's off one of those days and she watches them. So they're a ball. And and the oldest one, you know, I'm pop pop, and you know we'll be outside. Pop pop, a plane, way high, a plane, way high. She is so trained. We took her to. We took her to Deer Valley Airport a few months ago when it was cool out. Um, me and Michelle uh, took her, and uh, we ran over to uh, um, uh, somewhere to get some food. Uh, oh, we went to uh, Culver's, grabbed some, grabbed some burgers and fries and stuff, and went over to the airport and and hung out up top. and And she had a ball just pointing out all the planes, so she's she's already hooked. I can't wait her to, wait to get her in the plane with me. Yeah, do it. That's the. Uh... That's what I'm thinking right now is when 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 I can get him in the plane. She so, has all kinds of hoping. on board. Just can't get it past da- uh, dad yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've got the I've got the go ahead here. I just gotta um, I just gotta get back up in the air, and then I'm he's he's good to go. There you go. So oh, he'd have a blast just doing some touch and goes in the pattern with you for for an hour or two. Uh, I bet. Oh yeah, I mean he loves flying commercial now even and loves getting in airplanes and like i took him to the air show like probably two years ago and i mean he loved that and he's still kind of into it so um this summer we're going to take him to the air and space museum oh heck yeah um i'm I'm hoping to do both actually so the um, udvar hazy yeah udvar hazy and the the, um original one downtown yeah and i think they're if they're not open already they, they should be soon so um Somebody just sent me pictures or, or posted pictures um, somewhere of Udvar, and uh, and I was like, oh, brings back such good memories. I had to hustle through that place when we went because w- there was only like three hours left in the day, and that sounds like a long time, but for an av geek, you know, you just you're just like drooling, and especially you get to the space shuttle, and you're just like, oh, it's just incredible. Yeah, I can't wait to see Owen when he sees the space shuttle because he has been obsessed with space for about a year now. Actually, they had a space uh, they had a space week back in May last year, and ever since then he's been like super into it. Can name all the dwarf planets, all the planets in order. <laughs> like, I mean, Heck it's yeah. it's kind of absurd. Um, and so 
we uh he's been really into the space shuttle for a while and we had this i have this big book that Lindsay gave me at one point like huge like three foot tall book right and so this big thing it's just giant pictures of like space missions and like the space shuttle and all this stuff and he's like one day he's like man do they uh daddy do they make them still and i was like well no they stopped you know they they stopped making them so they could make some other rockets and then he just like the look on his face oh it's just like everything he was devastated and just started bawling and like freaking out like i wanted to fly in one and had this whole thing and i'm just like oh buddy there's still like other spacecraft it's good but he's like but i want to be on the space shuttle (laughs) so um our plan is to go show him the actual space shuttle so at least he can get like close to one (laughs) and and get a job with elon that's all right yeah yeah yeah, I showed him. I showed him some, you know, some videos on YouTube of of uh, the SpaceX, the first flight, and everything like that. But he's like, "But it's not the space shuttle." But yeah. then I showed him some international space, uh, um, international space station videos of them just doing tours, and he, he kind of forgot about it, which was just <laughs> kind of like redirected and good. But he's super into it, so I'm, I'm excited to take him and see how it, see how he does. Because um, yeah. I mean, the last time he went was when we went a couple years ago, and yeah. I mean, he's not going to remember that he was so tiny. What? And speaking of that, what, when we were there, was that the year that, uh, what's it called, uh, Blue Origin or Blue, is that what it's called? Uh, Blue Origin. Origins. Yeah. It's Bezos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that the one that we, that, we, that we went, was at Osh that we went into or got to see? That was at Osh, the last Osh, I think. Skilled Composites also was there. Or yeah. Blue Origin was there, but Skilled okay. Composites had their had their thing there too. Okay, okay, yeah. And it, has that made any progress? Yeah, they've had a couple flights uh, with I, the new big, the bigger one. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought I remember seeing. It. I was like, oh, that's the you know we were in a model of one of those at Osh one time. We got to go see it. It was yeah. kind of neat. Yeah, it like the seating was like around the outside edge of it, right, to where everybody had a window type of thing. From what I remember. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Osh, we're everybody set to go. I'm excited. Yeah, we are. Uh, how you, we're how are you going to get there, Brian? Ready to go? I think we're going to drive. Um, yeah. Just because it's. It's just a lot easier to get around the show with when you have a car, and for sure, um, it does. It takes a little bit longer, but it's. I think it's just going to be a lot more convenient. Yeah, with the, with the whole crew, and you could just rent a car there. It's only eight hundred dollars a week. <laughs> right, that makes sense. Uber is your friend. <laughs> no, Uber is not my friend. We'll, no. we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> oh no, we got bad experience. Uh, well, um, um, since, since last year was canceled and, and, uh, the whole family was going to go, well, not the whole family, my wife was going to come and, and Richard and Cindy, my daughter's in-laws, uh, that we go camping with, they were going to, uh, do this whole tour with their RV across the United States and hit up baseball parks and all that stuff. So all that got canceled, so it didn't happen, but it's back on for this year, minus the whole baseball park tour thing, but so uh, they are there. Richard and Cindy's gonna um, take the RV out there. They will be there. Um, uh, let's see, probably on Friday or Saturday before it starts. I'm thinking, 
and I plan on showing up Sunday before it starts, and they'll run over to they'll run over to Appleton and pick me up, and then um, we'll leave on Sunday. And then of course my wife's going to come out. She'll come out on Wednesday, so I have to run up to Appleton and grab her. So she'll be there from Wednesday to Sunday. And then they're going to drive us and drop us off at Chicago O'Hare on the way back, and we're going to fly out from there uh, just because the pricing's a lot better than it is from from Milwaukee. And uh, sweet, and, yeah. And and uh, Appleton or, or uh, Allegiant through Appleton only has like two flights a week, so and one of them's not on Sunday, so <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, it's Saturday and Wednesday is what it is, so. Um, oh, it's Saturday that I'm coming out. That's what it is, not Sunday. So it's Saturday. So I'll be there from Sunday to Sunday. And get there late Saturday night. So they That'll just be got fun. they just got a new RV, picked it uh, just got delivered to them yesterday. So that'll be um, kind of a maiden, not really necessarily a maiden because we're going to go out the next next weekend on uh, on uh, Labor Day or Memorial Day. But still, uh, still. Um, Kind of new at that point, I guess. Uh, as far as still trying to figure it all out. We got a line on a uh, pop-up camper, which we might drag out. Um, mm. Which case it would probably even like not even the Saratoga would pull it, so it would probably have to drive. <laughs> even though you can put a lot in a Saratoga, uh, but not a pop-up trailer. I don't think we can tow a trailer. Yeah, it it sure does. Uh, sure does. Um, you know, mess with the aerodynamics and the efficiency. <laughs> it's a lot of drag. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Conway? You're going to drive out? No, uh, I'm flying up. Uh, looks like Saturday. Okay. And then uh, I'll be leaving Friday evening. Mm. Um, due to the rental car situation, um, I'll be flying into Chicago. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I'll also be doing the O'Hare thing. Okay. Um, yeah, it was going to be six, seven hundred dollars to get a car out of Milwaukee. Wow. Um, it's a normal like two hundred bucks a week for me to go out of Chicago right now. So, um, dude, because of this whole um, <coughs> COVID situation and and there's a big shortage of vehicles because of uh, chips not being able to be produced for the computers that go in cars, you know. Um, a lot of rental companies had like sold off part of their fleet expecting to get a new fleet of cars and it didn't happen. They're all sitting waiting yep. to still be delivered. So life hack, people have just been renting U-Haul trucks for 20 bucks a day. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in like Hawaii and stuff. Yes. They were like <laughs> I thought that was genius. Ah, we'll just go get a U-Haul truck for 20 bucks a day and call it good. Yeah, I mean like we were sitting there because um, I'm actually flying <laughs> up with Damon. Okay. And we were looking at rental prices and we're just like, oh my God, this is not going to work. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was kind of like, man, at this rate, like we're just going to be driving. Like I really don't want to do it because we had a shorter week um, mm -hmm. leaving Friday. But it was like, man, that would suck to, to drive and have to spend all that time doing that. But I was like, it's not worth it for like, you know, a total of $1,000 to get up there and get a car for a week. Like usually it costs me like you know, 200 for the tickets and then 200 for the car. So like I'm less than 500. I'm up there. Yeah. Right. That's not bad. You know? Ugh. So, um, we, we lucked out. Chicago still had a couple rental cars through, through national. And, uh, actually the tickets were cheaper to go in there. So I ended up being able to use points and I spent like 11 bucks. So there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Southwest. I was like, 
that's there we go. One. Went from you know a thousand dollars down to uh, you know like two fifty or something. I'm splitting that, so yeah, <laughs> works out well. But yeah, so I'll be there. I'll be there all week, and um, I will miss that Saturday night air show, which really makes me yeah. sad. At least they'll be the you'll Wednesday, get Wednesday. I hope. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll but, do it Wednesday. Um, I'll just be happy to like you know see other people and uh, <laughs> right. yeah. you remember people and places. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Gatherings. Yeah. <sighs> Like-minded people having a beer together, talking face to face. Thought wow. sounds sounds like a great way to spend a day or exactly. a week. <laughs> Heck yeah. Totally looking forward to it. Been uh, been watching the uh, updates as they come across the email from uh from uh, EAA about what's going on. So it looks like some some kind of business as usual. One of the things I noticed that they're not doing the Monday night uh um uh concert. concert yeah no concert this year so i don't really know you know in I'm my just opinion getting old enough to be interested in the concerts at EAA. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what kind of a big deal that really is anyways i mean i don't know but that's really good you don't want to see bare naked ladies <laughs> that, that's what i'm saying that that one i enjoyed and i'm like now I've, I've officially transitioned into old enough yeah yeah, I usually go over there to walk through while it's going on and just kind of keep walking. Maybe stop for a song or something, but that's about it. Yeah, Foreigner, Kansas, I've... I wasn't such a big fan. Yeah. Oh, I've seen them in concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, it wasn't Foreigner. It was uh, Sticks, Kansas, and Survivor. Oh, okay. did you lose a bet? <laughs> no, I went to listen to Sticks in Kansas and Survivor was there. <laughs> I had a weird childhood, all right? <laughs> I had a thing. There was a time period I was really into sticks. All right, dude. I, I used to love sticks. I could, of course, there was only like two songs that I really liked, but yeah. And, and then, then you know. and then, and yet they play a full set. Yeah, there's more actually on that uh, on that album. But uh, they had know. a lot of albums actually. It was trust me, I've listened to them all. <laughs> well, at least they got a fan. So yeah, yeah. That's cool. Now, I don't think I've ever actually been to the concert that night though, because I think that's always the props and hops, isn't it? Yeah. Monday. Well, it no, is, but it's uh, a yeah, little yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You usually um, props and hops is still happening uh, during daylight, and that kind of is at at sunset kind of thing. I think so. Got to remember. Yeah. Okay. I got to remember to bring business cards for props and hops this year. Hey. Yeah. There you go. Heck yeah. yeah. You should do that. We should get some in the pattern ones. We used to. I think I still have. I some still have here a bunch. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> There's a partial box sitting around here somewhere. I've got those and OPA ones. Very good. What I really need is stickers. Tickers. Heck yeah. Dude, I was I was toying with the idea of uh of having a bunch of uh socks made. <laughs> like Avgeek style so- socks with uh different uh aviation sayings on there and stuff like that. I think it might be a it'd kind of be a hit. Time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. Yeah, that 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 is that uh, is that um, real Hickton. Yeah, yeah. I'd have I'd have get him get him to uh, sign a bunch of them. <laughs> there you go. Be a classic. Get that Heck sign yeah. and then get your notum signed, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I've I've got a little bit of flying done this this year. Uh, obviously, not as much as. Uh, I would have liked to have done, but I've got a few in the books. Only three, three flights so far this year, but uh, better than none. And uh, looking forward to maybe getting a few more. I, you, you know, I last year I had that um, 
that little AC AC portable AC thing made out of the five gallon bucket, and I've still not used it, but uh, I'm totally going to do that here pretty soon, um, and uh, we'll report back on the efficiency of it. But should be a good deal for a small airplane. Should be I got a long enough uh, um, cord or lead on the cord in order to just uh, tie it up in the back and and put it back there and and be able to turn it on and off from the front without even turning around. So. Should be a, a nice little thing for a 172, but uh, as long as it's not too bumpy, it should be nice. That's the only thing I don't like about flying during the summer is the turbulence more than anything. Mm-hmm. If I can keep some breeze on me, I'm okay, but once it starts getting stuffy and hot in there and it's bumpy, yeah, I get sick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. I think I remember hearing something about that. Ugh. And my, my wife's like, eh, that's... You know, why do you even bother doing that? You know, it, you get sick. I'm like, I've, I've just accepted it. It's like, um, I, I don't know if you've ever scuba dived, but uh, I get sick yeah. every time I scuba dive. Once really? I Once I bob to the surface and the, and the um, um, and I'm sitting there bobbing in the water and, and the horizon's just jumping all over the place and I got the salt water in my mouth, that's it. I'm sick. I can't do it. Ooh, and that's I, rough. I, Ooh. I get on the boat and like 10 minutes later, I'm chumming. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's just you don't do it enough. You you know, it's, it's like uh it's like um aerobatic pilots, you know, they got to got to get in a whole bunch of uh practice sessions to get their G tolerance up, you know. Of course, they're not getting sick the first time, but you got to just build up your tolerance to it, and I'm not doing enough flying to get that done, and I don't like flying in the summer when it's hot, so we'll see if the little AC system makes a big difference. I think it will. We'll see. But yeah, um, I hope so. yeah, we've been super busy at work. We've got uh, we've got um, we just opened our eleventh campus um, around. Let's see, it was Christmas time, roughly, um, and uh, in uh, no, no, in January, no, it was uh, it was um, February, and uh, in February I had to uh, fly out there. Yeah. Oh no, it was it wasn't. It was right before Easter that we opened it up. In fe- in February I had to go out there and um walk uh the property with our uh cabling vendor. Um and I'd already been out there so many times and it's 60 or 65 miles from the Peoria campus where I work out of. I'm just tired of driving it. So I was like, "Hey dude, would you just pick me up at Williams Gateway Airport if I just flew over and uh you can take me to uh the site and he's like huh i was like yeah i just want to just grab an airplane at glendale fly over you can just pick me up because you know 15 20 minute flight is going to be way better than an hour and 15 minutes driving he's like cool so i was like awesome so i just did that i just grabbed grabbed an airplane flew over to williams gateway early in the morning um he picked me up at the airport and we went and walked the property and all that and he brought me back and i flew back so that's the way to do it. <laughs> way nice. better than way better than that nonsense driving stuff. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I did, however, have a little bit of an issue when I uh, and it was it was still this was you ate for, a cheesesteak. No, no. <laughs> Come on, man. That was that was so ten years ago. Get over it. <laughs> we just talked about it. <laughs> um. When I when I landed at Williams Gateway, Williams Gateway's a um, it's a class, it's a 
is that a Charlie? I think it's just a Delta. Um, but that's where Allegiant Airlines fly out of. Um, it, it, it's an old military air base. There's three parallel runways. Um, but anyways, I, I land and he tells me to turn off on, on Bravo, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I turned before the, the taxiway or the, the off ramp, I guess, uh, to the taxiway. Um, and I turned into, I don't know, the infield or whatever you might call it. And it's kind of, it, it, it's not dirt or even gravel or whatever. It's just kind of like roughed up pavement, if you will, you know? And, uh, and so I, I turned, I'm like, going, I can't see where I'm going. Like the lights and the, the exterior lights just wasn't giving me what I was wanting to be able to see. And, uh, and he call, he calls me and stuff. He goes, are you still on the runway? I'm like, no, I'm definitely off of the runway. Um, I says, but uh, I need some help because I don't see, you know, uh, the, t- the taxiway yet. He goes, you're not. He goes, go, he goes, taxi back out on the runway and then take a, take a right after, you know, brought and I was like, oh, I see it. I, I turned too soon. And so I got into a little bit of a trouble for that. It was a, uh, I had to talk to the airport manager and was chalked up as a, um, an occurrence. Was not that an, an excursion? Not an, not an incident, not an accident, but an occurrence, I guess they called it. And Oops. so, yeah. So, so that was at KIWA, Phoenix Mesa Gateway? Is that the one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're looking at the map there, it's... So I turned a little bit early before the before the first or second taxiway, whatever it was. and. Yeah, that's a delta. Yeah. It looks like it's got three very, very long parallel runways. Yeah, they're huge. You can do three touch and goes on them easy. So yeah, I took I took a little bit early exit of the runway there and and did a U-turn in there and turned got back out onto the runway and then exited the ta- exited to the taxiway correctly the second time and got a little uh, hand slap on that one. Now, Were you on three zero right or one two yeah. left? One of those? Uh, I was on if if I was if I was landing I was landing um, west to east. Uh, no, no, it's, let me pull it up. It's, it's kind of at an angle. It's almost like, yeah, they're one, two, three zeros, but there's three of them left, right, and center. Yeah. I was on, I was on right. Um, let me look at the picture here. I was on, I was on one, two, right. One, two, right. So you were the ones closest to the terminal building. Yeah. On all the hangars and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, the hang and, and the, and the, Oh, it's the hotel. Taxi- yeah, the, the taxiways are like two thousand, three thousand feet apart. Yeah, so <laughs> I could so totally he says. See how you could, yeah. Well, he says turn right hotel uh, on the taxiway Bravo, and then I would have went down to off to Whiskey right there to the airport uh, uh, terminal, the General Aviation Terminal, right? Um, basically, I could have went straight across hotel right onto Whiskey, basically, or yeah. But uh, I turned before hotel instead of on hotel. Right. So. Yeah, I, 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 got, it's, I just got to remember perfectly that. Perfectly flat there, right? Yeah. So there's not much difference between the dirt that is the. It's not like here where everything's sod. No, that yeah, it's all. It was all just pavement, you know, and um, it there might have been some loose gravelly stuff there, you know, but nothing really to cause any kind of fog issues really even though they had a, a car go out there and check the runway and make sure i didn't blow fog everywhere but 
but I, it's just something in my head and it's just from not being proficient, you know, of, of, Hey, you turn after the, the taxi sign instead of before it, you know? Yeah. And they, they've usually, the other visual cue is the, is the yellow, the yellow line to follow. And then the hold short line. Yeah. Yep. Yep. On the taxi. So, just totally blew that. And, uh, lesson learned, um, you know, no harm, no file, no one, no fines, no one got injured. The plane was okay. You know, all that was good, but you know, sometimes these things happen. And as long as there's a learning lesson in there and, and, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that'll stick in my head and it won't happen again. Right. It, it, it was dark out and, and, uh, and it's one of those things where I don't land and stay at Williams gateway. I've did it twice in the 10 years I've been out here. I do touch and goes all the time, you know, but not, I'm not staying on the airport property hardly ever. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, it's probably, yeah, like you say, there's probably just not a lot of reason for you to go to an airport that's that close, typically, yeah, um, and land and, and actually get out of the plane. No, no. Yeah, but, and uh, it's a funky run. I mean, we don't have any, we don't have any airports like that in our neck of the woods that have, you know, three mammoth runways and then, you know, yeah. our, everything here has either got snow all over it, uh, <laughs> all over the t- uh, infield, or it's grass. So it's really easy to tell. Yeah. But I could totally see how you could make that mistake. Yeah, 10,400 feet by 150 wide. It is so luxurious when you're landing. It's like, I'm going so slow because you got this huge-ass runway that you're over. You know, <laughs> you're like, I just put it down anywhere and just turn off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, so anyways, uh, flew back to, to, to um, Glendale and then on to work that day, so... It was it was it was a fun excuse to to use aviation. Expensive, uh, you know, two hundred dollar uh, ticket to rent the airplane for that day versus, you know, what would have been twenty dollars in gas. But, anyways, it was it was definitely more fun than, <laughs> than driving the uh, three hours almost uh, round Oof. trip. Yeah, that's that's harsh. Yeah. So it was all good, and then um, then the other day. Uh, um, a buddy of mine that uh, also rents from rents from the same uh, school that I do asked him if he wanted to go up and split a flight, and he said cool. So we went uh, to Glendale and rented rented uh, one of the 172s. It's a nice 172. It's got the GTN 650 in it and two G5s. I think I told you guys that before. It's uh, if it had an autopilot, it'd, be, it'd make it you know a decent little cross country machine, even though it's just bug smashing at 110 knots, but. You know, it's fairly well equipped. Yeah, but, well, that's, you know, that's nice hardware. Yeah, but uh, he had never did what I call the Valley Tour, so uh, we did the uh, Glendale to Goodyear to Chandler to Williams Gateway to Falcon Field to Scottsdale to Deer Valley and back to Glendale. So seven landings in uh, in the span of two point one hours. So that was that that was a fun one. I uh, actually. I flew the leg from, uh, I did all the touch and goes from Glendale, Goodyear, Chandler, um, or yeah, Goodyear, Chandler, Williams Gateway to Falcon, and then he finished it up from Falcon to, to Glendale. So we, we got out at Falcon and switched seats, so he got uh, PIC time. So that was nice. fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, but uh, that, that part where you go from 
from uh, Chandler to Williams Gateway to Falcon. That that happens so quick because those three airspaces. Uh, well, Falcon and, and Williams Gateway they overlap, they touch. Uh, but uh, uh, Chandler to Williams Gateway happens in the matter of a couple of minutes. So you know, grabbing Adis and telling them your intentions uh, of coming in for a touch and go, plus where you're going afterwards to make sure they release you fast enough to get a radio call into the next airport and get Adis for that airport. That that's challenging. That's that's pretty yeah, challenging. That's, that does look. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at the chart and they're. Airport center to airport center is like 8.2 miles. Yeah, you got to hustle. Um, my buddy, uh, um, my buddy Andy just bought, uh, just got rid of his A36 Bonanza, and he's now in a Malibu. And I said, hey, let's go do the let's go do the Valley tour because he said he'd never did it, and I was talking about it. And he goes, uh, I go, I'll help you with the radios and stuff. He goes, sure, that's that's real fun at 110 knots, but. Uh, <laughs> At Malibu, right. at Malibu speed, you better be talking real fast. <laughs> yeah, that is not a look at the ground airplane. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, got. You're looking at you're you looking at hustle. upwards of 300 an hour to run it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to hustle with that one because it moves a lot quicker. So, but what you've been up to with uh, with your flying? You've you've had a few flights in recently. I have. I was just looking at the logbook. I've got six flights so far in. 2021 um some of it was just you know day and night currency stuff um i did my first ever instrument proficiency check uh in april and so if you the the instrument proficiency rules are you need six approaches and a hold in the previous six months and if you don't have that you can do you get another six month grace period to uh, to get current again, but you need to do that with an instructor. But if you don't get current in the second six months, you know, so if it's been 12 calendar months um, since you were current, you have to do an IPC. Um, and an IPC is basically the same as uh, a check ride, except you have a, a, a CFII instead of a designated pilot examiner. Uh-huh. Um, so and there's no oral, no oral, so it's right. uh, it's just the flying part. Um, mm-hmm. So we spent some time on the ground. We briefed approaches. Um, it was an we had actual, so it was a it was a great oh, day, cool. um, and it was going. It was wonderful because it was going between below minimums um, with like one mile visibility and 500 foot ceilings to you know pretty easy minimums like thousand foot ceilings and uh and six miles of visibility and so we 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 got a lot of actual when we were up um and and then we got to shoot some for real approaches that were fairly low and then some that were pretty easy um and so i got my three approaches i got a hold i got a circling approach um a circling approach for real we actually They've added, the FAA added, uh, they giveth and they taketh away. So they gave <laughs> us a new approach to the airport, a GPS approach to from the south, um, so that you can actually land without having to do a circling approach uh, when the wind is out of the north, which we get a lot when it's cold and dark here. That's that um, crystal? That's a crystal, yeah. Uh, so we're super happy about that. But the taketh away part was we lost one of our parallel 
uh, main runways. So we used to have one four left and right, and now we have just one four. Um, and it's okay. I mean, it, it, we've we've got plenty of. It, it's not a big loss, um, but it, it'll be really nice to have that approach. I wasn't able to fly it because it, it they the FAA was still having problems uh, that they were working out with it. So the runway still exists. You're just saying they took the approach away to it. No, they. We used to have two parallel runways. We had oh. one for left and one for right. So they did um, get rid of a whole runway. And they they got rid of a whole runway and turned it into a taxiway. Oh, um, you still got the grass. We've still got a sod crosswind runway, and we've got a paved crosswind runway, um, which are really nice uh, to have. And they made the the one runway that we have, the main runway that we have, one four, is now I think three hundred feet longer. Um, so it's a little bit easier to get in and out of with some of the bigger equipment. Mm. But it's uh, but it, it it's just a little less. Uh, when when things are busy, when we get the nice spring days, um, they can't run as much traffic, uh, just because there's just the one strip of pavement. Oh, okay. Um, for the for the primary runway. Yeah. Um, but we yeah so we you know I shot an ILS um, and I shot. What did I do? I shot an ILS, I shot it, and then two GPS approaches, and one of those with a hold and a circle, circle to land. Um, and it was a circle to land because I couldn't shoot the approach I wanted, the new approach from the south, because they were, they weren't, they were still working some kinks out of it. Mm. But uh, but that was good. I you know it was actual, and and I flew pretty well. I hand flew the entire time, so I didn't. I was use, just going to ask. <laughs> yeah, no autopilot at all. Cool. Um, and that was, it's challenging because I always get a case of the leans when I get into IMC. Uh, and it always seems to be that I lean to the left. Huh. And it just takes about 30 seconds for my brain to start processing. I have to ignore my ear and focus on the goofy symbols on this little, uh, we have an Aspen in the Saratoga, which was the plane I was using. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's got a little glass panel in it, and uh, I have to I have to retrain my brain how to interpret that um, once I hit IMC, and it takes about thirty seconds of just like, nope, the wings are not leveled. No matter what your <laughs> ear is telling you, you have got to straighten them out, and I have to think like step by step which way I need to turn the yoke, how long I need to turn it, when I need to straighten it out, and then after about 30 seconds it's gone and i can just fly the airplane um but it's it's always a little bit of a struggle and it, it had been uh, it would have been 15 months since i'd flown any ifr work oh wow okay so it, it there was some rust to shake off but i i was able to do it and i i was flying approaches that i was reasonably familiar with so i was able to catch up to the airplane pretty quickly did you go practice in the sim at all before that nope uh, oh. just just got straight cool. into the plane. Um, and I did it in the Saratoga because I combined it with my Saratoga checkout. What our insurance requires oh, heck yeah. that we do a checkout. And I'm like, well, if I've got to get current and I've got to do an IPC, I might as well combine the two and, and save a few bucks because um, the Saratoga is a fairly expensive ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, might as well kill two birds with one stone in that case. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Uh, and then... I actually got to put it to use. So 
we were planning a flight to Chicago. Uh, we just went this past weekend, uh, middle of May, and was planning on taking our uh, the Arrow, but it was delayed in the avionics shop. They were putting in some G5s, and they ran into some problems that were going to take a couple of weeks to, to deal with. Um, so we, it wasn't available, so I switched was able to switch the reservation to the Saratoga, which is generally quite available, just because there are very few people willing to to spend the the money. Well, very few people in the club who qualify and are willing to spend the money to stay current mm-hmm. um, in it. So it's 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 not flown as much as any of the other aircraft, which is nice for those of us who fly it, but not mm-hmm. so great for everybody else who's paying for it. <laughs> um, but it was available, so we took that and flew to uh, Chicago Midway, um, and the flight down was nice. We were up reasonably high with flight following, um, then flew down the coast uh, in Chicago, uh, right down the Lake Michigan coast, under the O'Hare arrival traffic, uh, which is always fun. Um, Heck yeah. But at or below 2,500 is what they recommend, and the, the Bravo actually goes up to 3,000, so there's there's plenty of room to do it. Um, and then we scooted over and uh, to Midway, which is inland uh, a fair distance, and it's south of O'Hare. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we're talking with Approach and then got handed, very quickly handed over to Tower and got to do yet another approach in parallel with the Southwest 7-3. And, you know, we had just had that midair in Colorado between the the Cirrus and somebody else. (laughs) By all accounts, it looks like the Cirrus overshot the the base turn to final. And I was thinking a lot about that as I was coming into this parallel approach with a jet. And I'm like, this is going to be a very gentle turn. Like, we are going to turn nice and early and... (laughs) And and just ease over right to the center line, and it'll be just great. And and that worked out fine. Yeah, I I couldn't believe the pictures when I saw that Metro liner. And you know, what's even funnier was the ATC. They're they're on yeah. fly, they're on final, and and they're cleared to land. Then all of a sudden, he calls back. He goes, uh, "Yeah, we're cl- declaring an emergency. I think we lost an engine." Right. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine what that guy did when he got out of that plane and, and you, saw the damage. You don't feel this. Well, I guess the horrendous drag to him felt like they lost an engine. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> there wasn't this explosion feeling or something, but of course, um, you know, maybe they got some awesome bows on or something that and that uh, noise canceling did a hell of a job. <laughs> Of not, he- not, of not hearing the Cirrus try and cut your airplane in half, you know, but <laughs> kudos to everybody for getting on the ground in one piece and not even yeah. a hospital visit. And that dude just lands the plane like whatever. So like whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's got a good tail. I didn't have that exciting of an approach. Well, uh, thankfully. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the weird part was I, I landed and, and the runway is about 5,000 feet and I, you know, the plane's slowing down and, and, you know, 2,500 feet was plenty. Uh, and they're like, turn right on 3-1 center. So I, they're clearing me to turn onto a onto a, an inactive runway um, because I got to cross the field and go back to where the FBO is. And they, um, and I, there is no marking 
on runway to runway intersections. Like it doesn't say <laughs> which one is which. And I'm like, uh, okay, I think I'm on three one center. Um, and so, you know, I key the bike and confirm and I'm like, I, and I'm pretty sure you told me to hold short of this other runway that the Southwest seven three is about to land on, but I'll, you know, we'll make sure. And they're like, yeah, you're good. And, you know, made it home and, and it, and it made it to the, to the FBO. And then the adventure began. Um, <laughs> So the thought was we would fly in, we'd taxi over to to the uh, we went to Atlantic, and then we would just grab a, a Lyft or an Uber to the hotel where the wedding was going to be that we were going to, and um, and that would be grand. Um, and so we get on the ground and we open up the app, and the Lyft is like, "There's nobody available." Um. Okay, so we'll try Uber, and Uber's like, yeah, there's there's nobody, huh. and then we kind of discover later on that that a lot of people who were driving for Uber and Lyft just there weren't any there wasn't anybody to drive, and so they just left. You know, they oh, stopped geez. being Uber and Lyft drivers, uh, and so there was just nobody available. And you know, now of course the, the with a lot of the restrictions were starting to go away, and they were. Uh, the few drivers that were left were busy elsewhere. Mm. Uh, so we couldn't get a driver. And eventually we were like, okay, forget it. We're just going to take the the L train into the city, uh, the orange line into the city, and the blue line out because it goes right to the hotel, and we'll do it that way. Well, the shuttle wasn't around, uh, so we had to wait for that another 20 minutes. And we actually spent more time in the FBO than we did flying to the FBO. Um, it took us it took us three hours to get from the FBO to our hotel, and it took two hours to fly from Crystal to Midway. Wow! <laughs> it was just nuts. And had I known that it was going to be that hard, I would have just flown to O'Hare, which is on the Blue Line, which I could have taken directly to the hotel. Um, so lesson learned. Um, yeah. Wow. We eventually made it. Uh, we paid our our lovely. Seven dollars and ninety-two cents a gallon to take on some fuel, um, but they waived the ramp fee for that, which was which was the least they could do. Yeah, um, right. And uh, um, you know they took good care of us, and you know I can understand it's it's a premium airport in a major city, and I don't I'm not I can understand why the why the pricing is the way that it is. Yeah. Um, had a great time at the wedding. Uh, Sunday we came back. I spent a lot of time studying the, t- the weather to figure out what runway we were going to use, and I was like, yep, we're going to be taxiing all the way across this airport <laughs> from one end to the other. Um, luckily, Midway isn't that bad. There's only five runways, uh, two, <laughs> two northeast to southwest, and then three southeast to northwest. Um, but... And the taxiways really aren't that complicated, but I just wanted to have an idea of what my likely route was going to be, um, because there's Southwest jets crawling all over this airport all the time, and I don't want to be that guy um, that messes everything up. So I I studied the taxi diagram, and I figured out, like, this is probably where they're going to route me, and sure enough, it was. Um, but I, sure enough, I also had a Southwest jet crawling up my backside uh, <laughs> all the way there. Um, but, uh, you know, got to do my run up in between the two, uh, the, the, the two Northeast Southwest runways. And then, 
um, got cleared on the shorter uh, two to right, which is the shorter of the two primary runways in that direction, and uh, which they don't put the Southwest jets on at all, and got out just fine. Uh, went back up the coast, you know, saw the coastline again, which is uh, which is very pretty. Uh, flew over the hotel where they were, where the where everybody was getting together for Sunday morning drinks, except not us. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just had a ton of traffic on the way home. Um, it was a nice day. Everybody and their brother was out flying. But uh, ADSB was lit up, huh? ADSB was lit up. We got a lot of traffic advisories from Chicago Approach, um, and then from Madison Approach. Um, never got in touch with Rockford Approach. They were incommunicado. Uh-huh. Um, but then when we got back home, about thirty miles out, the weather just dropped like a rock and all of a sudden it went from you know 30 40 miles visibility down to like five and Mm. um it the cloud the ceilings came way down and i was thinking i might have to pick up an ifr clearance but we made it we made it back it was just like there wasn't any traffic anybody flying around minneapolis because the weather was just not very pleasant um but we made it in and we landed uneventfully we had to scrub bugs off the plane that's the first time this year that that's been an issue because <laughs> uh, we don't there they were all dead yeah um so uh just all of the the new things about summer happened and we but we we had a great flight and you know the the plane performed admirably it's got a great autopilot uh which i did use for for both directions and uh put it to work and yeah it was a great great use of the airplane excellent just flew into the wrong airport. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's uh, but you definitely uh, got to mix mix it up a little bit and and uh, you know every every time you know like I was talking about a learning lesson. I mean, yeah, yours your, yours was was no you know a big deal other than having to taxi all over the place. But yeah, it it really wasn't. And and the time I spent studying the taxi diagram made that a non-event. Yeah, um, because it was really hard to see the taxiway that they put us on, but I knew where to look, and that made all the difference. Um, it's ju- it's just a busy space, and so you did. I just felt the pressure of wanting to perform. Um, oh yeah, and when you got the uh, four flight open up for your taxi taxing, that really helps too, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah. Even though I I didn't really look at it very much um it was That's- just it's always nice to have as a backup and one of my favorite things that it does that i'm sure the other efbs do also is it'll give you an extended center line for your runway um and so it especially when you're going to an airport that you don't fly to a lot it it really just helps your situational awareness e- even more so at night to get that extended center line and know i am flying the airplane to the correct runway, yeah, runway. <laughs> for right, this yeah. condition. It's like uh, yeah. it, it, it's just an easy mental error to make. Yeah. Um, on on our round robin, on our round robin around uh, the valley, um, when we left Scottsdale and was heading to uh, to uh, Deer Valley, uh, we were told uh, uh, make make uh, make uh, right downwind for runway uh, seven right, and sure enough, we lined up on two one uh, two uh, two five left. Yeah. 
<laughs> and we call them and go, he's telling us to make, you know, uh, right downwind. I'm like, dude, we're straight in for seven. He goes, no, you're on, you're facing two five. I was like, oh yeah, because we're idiots. Let's uh, jog over here to the left a little bit more. Exactly. And uh, it's such an easy thing to not do. Not like there isn't like 10 things inside the cockpit right now showing us that we're facing <laughs> the wrong direction. But will we actually look at those? No, we're looking out the windshield facing We're looking the out the window. Yep, That's good enough. It. There's a runway. Yeah. We'll land on that one. No planes are coming directly at us right now, so we got to be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, so you know, you look at the DG and you look at um the you know, you, you try to, to set that up, but it's really mm. nice having the just the diagram that's like here is my plane, here is the runway that I'm supposed to go to. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you got to it's it's being rusty, you know, like you were saying, it's like if you if if you had some sort of rhythm that you usually get into with like, okay, I'm even on your iPad there or whatever, you say, okay, I'm going to land here, and it and it sets you up and tells you here's the route you need to follow to get onto that runway, and it would show you, hey, you're going to jog off, jog over to the left, and and enter the downwind instead of, hey, you're facing the wrong runway, stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. One of the things <sighs> that Foreflight added in their latest update is you can. Um, if you're looking at a taxi diagram, it you can plot a course on it. Mm. So you can say, I'm at Atlantic Aviation, and here's the taxi clearance they gave me, and it'll show it to you on the on the taxi diagram. Um, okay. And it again, it it's just a little boon to situational awareness of like this is where I'm supposed to go. You know, they said Foxtrot Yankee Papa, I'll hold short two two left, and so. Um, you can put all of that in, and it'll put, you know, this is where you're supposed to go. This is where you're supposed to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, little things like that, I think, are going to continue to crop up. It's amazing well, how much situational, like, awareness you can get from that and how much it just mentally offloads you in a, in a way mm-hmm. <clears throat> of just getting that, like, immediate feedback of, like, I'm I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know where I am. I know where yeah. I'm supposed to go. Yeah, well, and and again, studying it for me made a huge difference because it it it's not like it's that complicated, but I just didn't want to have to be stressed about it. I I like right now like thinking about it and like hearing you tell that though, like the anxiety that I'm feeling <laughs> of thinking like if I were to do that, and part of it's because I'm so rusty at this point because I haven't flown and I'm thinking about it, I'm like thinking about getting back in the plane. I was like, man, there's so much that like I feel like I need to study and like get right beforehand before I even go up and like study all the, you know, if it's a new airport, like I would do that kind of excessively almost. And then of course you get there and it's completely different than everything you studied half the time. And like Like, that taxiway is closed. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, at least it's, uh, it's, um, it's always good to stay, stay, you know, current enough to, to fill. It's kind of, you know, when you're, when I was doing all my um, um, flight training, it just got to the point where it became second nature because it was almost a job. You were doing it so often, right? Right. And, and then you go to not doing it, but every couple of months and you're like going, you have to think so much yes. to stay on top of stuff. It's not second nature anymore. And I'd love to get back into that feeling. Um, 
my uh, I, 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 my wife wants me to to use a uh, a checklist for when we get the RV, you know, and then they've made uh-huh. them. You know, some people have made them. There's apps for it now. It's like okay, the d- day before you get the RV, here's the things you need to be thinking about and get checked off. Now here's the day you go grab the RV. Here's what you need to do before you know. You even put any of your clothes in it, you know, and stuff. It's all the all the stuff. There's all these steps leading up to leaving for a vacation in your RV. So it's kind of right. Cool. And and if you want to have a good vacation, you really want to know. Yeah, you've taken all the precautions. Um, you've packed everything you're supposed to pack. Everybody's going to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. How do you spot the pilot? <laughs> They'll tell you. Don't worry. Checklist everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything's a checklist. Mm-hmm. And it's a great tool. It really is. Um, you know, I I was pretty disciplined about, you know, all of the in-cockpit uh, checklists, uh, you know, uh, you know, just step-by-step, step, even the, the pre-flight checklist, which, you know, I, I don't normally have to do, but I was like, no, I'm just going to, I normally just have it memorized because all of our planes are super similar and I fly them enough that I, that I just remember it but i'm like no i don't care if i think i remember it i'm gonna go through and touch all the gear doors and i'm gonna touch you know all of the things that are on here um because it's just gonna be that much less chance that i mess this up yeah i think even when i felt comfortable with it you know like the pre-flight and stuff like that i would still like i would do the 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 pre-flight from memory and then i would go back to the checklist and just make sure like okay click it off um, and having the digital ones like in ForeFlight was great because it was like you just get that immediate feedback of like this is checked off and you can look through and it's like you did it all or you didn't and it's very obvious. Yeah, a lot of the newer uh, the newer aircraft and like Cirrus and so forth that have the big sc- the, you know, like the G1000 or whatever and they've got the they've got the checklist like that's built into the screen and you got to go down the list and check all this stuff off before you know you're ready to move the aircraft at all just kind of cool yeah all of those little things are just just boons to safety yeah good tools to have for sure um so uh um my uh my daughter's on her last uh, semester of college therefore we have we've paid our last uh, college payment um Woo-hoo! as of uh as of la- last month or whatever so so you can go flying soon yeah, well, I, not only that, I, I I told Michelle, I was like, well, we're down to just a house payment again. That means next year, Chris is looking for an aircraft, and there's no Uh-oh. push, there's no pushback. It just is what it is. It's been it's been ten years in the coming, and she's that that's enough warning. So <laughs> it's it's time to pull the trigger. So nice. Yeah. Just starting next year, I'm going to start looking. Gonna get a Grumman Albatross. <laughs> they having a sale somewhere? <laughs> you know, fifteen or twenty other people to be partners in for the fuel. There are only fourteen of them, so you'll have to find yeah. one for sale. Yeah. Um. Nah, uh, it's uh, for me. I'm thinking, you know, Bonanza, Comanche, um, some four seater, almost two two hundred mile an hour type plane is is what I'm looking at. So um, a high performance uh, retract. Single, yeah. yeah. If if it's not that, then it would be a, a twin bonanza. Um, I, and just I've, I'm a big fan of those because they've got the venerable O320 in there that is cheap to run. Uh, they're bulletproof. They're in 
100,000 Cessna 172s, you know, 160 horse on each side. So it's not going to kill you on fuel. Um, they have, you know, whatever they are, 2,000 or 2,500 hour TBOs on them. So, um, and they'll do about 200 miles an hour, but you're going to burn about 18 gallons an hour total. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, versus a single uh, that you're probably going to do 14 or 15 gallons an hour to burn about to to go about that same speed. But still, you're not going to pick up any more passengers. I mean, it's a a light twin that you can only put four people in, even if there is six seats in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't have doesn't have the carrying capacity of a of a bigger twin. Um, but you do get all of the extra. You know, overhauls and yeah, spark get, plugs. And at least two of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need twelve a few, cylinders. Probably need a few more partners uh, for that sort of thing. But uh, two, I'm thinking, thinking three partners uh, plus myself, so four of us, uh, ideally. You got roughly two thousand dollars worth of spark plugs. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> that should that shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oil changes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Two sets of mags. <laughs> yeah. Buy you start buying oil by the by the skid <laughs> or the right. barrel. Actually, I know I know guys who buy fifty-five gallon drums of engine oil. Oh yeah. Yep. Mostly yeah. they have T sixes and stuff. They have radials. <laughs> well, they leak when they're just sitting still. So right, the that oil just sense. pours out of it. <laughs> Heck yeah. But yeah, that's been it for me so far. I think we'll we'll definitely do a couple more flying trips. Uh, we might we might head off to the Dakotas um, in July. Um, we'll see what other trips we're gonna do uh, around the country. Very cool, very cool. Thinking about getting night current again. Uh, last time I got night current, I didn't go fly at night after I was current. So yeah. Uh, I've done a few of those. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm going to go get night current because it's starting to get warm out, and it's uh, this or it's that, and I go do it, and then nothing. Just let it lapse. Yeah, I should, in fact, yeah, I've only got 17 days left on my night currency, so I should probably... There you go. should probably do that before night gets way too late. <laughs> yeah, I'll be staying, staying light till 9 o'clock here pretty soon. Yeah, I think night comes after... FAA night is after 10 o'clock pretty soon. Yeah. Yep, yep. I, I just don't need that. No. <laughs> now you'd be putting away the plane at 1230, <laughs> have to get up, go to work in the morning, all that. That sounds exactly. reasonable. So, yeah, yeah reasonable. FAA night right now is quarter to 10. <laughs> for for Minnesota? Yeah. What is that and, for me? And we're not, even, we're not even into, you know, the solstice. No. You've got a month. What's it for me out here? Where are you looking up? Where are you looking that up at? I was just looking in ForeFlight. I'll look oh, okay. up uh, Phoenix Sky Harbor. Yeah, your night is eight thirty. Oh, I still got fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's eight fourteen <laughs> right now. Ah, uh, dude. Um. Oh, I wanted to get, I wanted to share with you uh, guys a uh, a website I found here. I'm going to send it to you. Academo. Um, this is this is basically a uh, a website so you can kind of see how like an air an airplane would uh, plan its flight for like a long cross country and it not necessarily be in a straight line because of how the Earth's rotation 
turns, and that's the reason why you see flight paths for like airliners and they're arched. It's because the arch makes up for the difference of the rotation of the Earth, I guess. At the curve of the Earth, right? Because the projection of the the map is is, is a flat, flat on a circle. Yeah, right, right, yep. right. Yeah. Of a sphere. Yep. So yeah. it's it's the it's the projection of it. Yeah. There is a there's actually a so I'm the aerospace education officer for our CAP squadron and they have a whole class, an AE class, on how to calculate great circle routes between two points on the globe. And they oh, go okay. through all the math and it's intense. It's more intense than anybody in my squadron is interested in in going through. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it's really fun. And then, then yeah, you see it plotted on a on a uh, what's the name of this projection? Um, anyway, you see it plotted on a on a flat surface, and yeah, you see the the funky curved line. Yeah, like why is the funky curved line like that? It's like, well, why does Africa not look nearly as big as it ought to? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they call it geodesics on the Earth. So demonstrating how geodesics appear to curve on a two D representation of a three D space. Yeah. So, you, so you can click on that map there, like click on the uh, um, the toggle to full screen view, and then grab the uh, one of the ends. That start it starts off in Nevada, and then like if you're just going to go to like say Colorado, you don't see much of a curve whatsoever. But then drag it across the United States to like Nevada or Virginia, and you see this big arch, this arch appear. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. They've uh, in foreflight they actually show you when you zoom out far enough, they'll show you a curved earth. Oh, okay. Um, and they, they project the flat charts onto it, but it, then if you, if you rotate the curved earth so that you're right above your flight, the, the two points on your flight path, it'll look like a straight line. And then any other angle that you rotate the earth to, it'll look curved. It's, it's kind of a cool effect. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I was having, having fun with that the other day. Just, Kind of seeing what it would look like, and it it doesn't curve curve maybe as much as I thought it might, uh, just being in the United States instead of uh, versus like what it looks like when you go like cross uh, cross an ocean or something like that. Yeah, the oceans are the big the big ones because all of a sudden it's like you're it looks on the map like you're making this big curved flight, but then when you put it on a globe, a round globe, it actually looks like a straight line. Yeah. I want to I want to fly from uh from Glendale up to uh Payson. <laughs> yep, those lines just kind of lay over top of each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's just it's it's the same reason people think that the earth is flat. Uh, <laughs> because when you look outside it's like that's a straight line. Yep. Yeah, 50 50 some miles, not much of a difference there. But uh yeah, it was I just ran across that. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Now I now I kind of understand why uh, you see those um, airliners that are crossing the globe there are arching so much. It's the th- I've done a couple of hops um, where it was a long east-west <clears throat> hop and my heading changed over time. Mm. So it was uh, or my course actually changed and it was because of that curve, right? So you know when if you do like a LA to to New York, right? You'll see that the the plane is actually heading more north 
um, at the start and more due east at the end. And yeah. you'll actually see a, the, the GPS is, is precise enough to show you the course change um, that, that you go through, which I found kind of funky. And, it, and it's also, mm-hmm. you're also flying through the, all the orographic lines, right? So the magnetic pole is changing. You're changing your position relative to where magnetic north is, and that's also contributing to the, to the course change. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I'm a math nerd. Just, <laughs> I'll stop Not, talking. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Um, what else did I mention? Oh, um, you know, uh, Kirby Chambliss, uh, he lives out here in, in Phoenix. His, uh, his home was for sale, uh, the other day I saw on Barnstormers. Hey, if I, if I want to want a house with a, uh, with a nice runway and a, and a hangar, it's, you it's should for pick sale. That up. There you go. It's pretty, pretty nice. It's got its own shooting range outside and everything. <laughs> it's quite there the you deal. Have it. Yeah. It's got everything. Pretty good deal. Um, what else before we uh, wrap up here? Anything? Anything else? Got anything Just going on? Looking forward to the to the big air show and and getting a chance to see everybody. Um, sounds like we're all going to make it. I'm happy about that. Yeah, looking forward to an email from uh, Larry here uh, pretty soon talking about camping. Yeah, it, that will be interesting to see because if it's like sun and fun, it's going to be a zoo, <laughs> um, and it might be difficult. To get all the camping spots adjoining, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we may have some challenges there. Yeah, it'll we will be say though, because they're doing that whole uh, uh, sending you the creds in the mail, so we might have to do some finagling of like shipping creds around. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't even see that. They're trying to do yeah, like either. basically contactless entry, so they're they're shipping oh. uh, bands and uh, camping creds. Uh, if you do it by a certain point, I'm just so. hoping that there, I know it's, it's already May 20th. So we're only like a little over two months out. So I'm just, I'm just hoping, um, that, uh, numbers keep going down for COVID and maybe more and more restrictions get, uh, to get lifted and things become easier for everybody. Yeah, I hope so too. We just saw Larry actually, Aiden and I just, uh, oh, cool. we had a cup of coffee the other day at the place up the road his one of his kids and grandkids lives in the next suburb over um, oh awesome. so they stop by and actually and they're going out to, to the dakotas to see another kid and uh he's coming back in a couple strung weeks. out all over the place man <laughs> yeah he's got kids everywhere in fact um one of his kids just got what is it he just got he finished his checkout in the f-16 oh yeah yeah it's oh. in the air force that's right and uh, they're like, "Well, you should bring it to Oshkosh." And he's like, "Yeah, I could, I could absolutely bring it to Oshkosh. I would be arrested as soon as I shut down." <laughs> like, oh well, maybe quick not. Quick detour, then. quick detour, quick way to end your career as a new Air Force pilot. Yeah, yeah, and and get to see beautiful Leavenworth, Kansas, <laughs> yeah. for longer than you would care for. Yeah, not the quick tour. So. Yeah, so you know, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody, and and it's starting to become real. Um, this idea of like getting to see people and be around people and and have fun again um, is becoming exciting. Heck yeah, I'm ready, so ready. Anyways, with uh, with that, uh, I think we can uh, call it a day. And uh, wrap up episode 78. How say you, John? 
Sounds good to me. I gotta go start studying or something, you know. Start what? <laughs> studying. Oh, studying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's time. Get back up there. Uh, um, Just like riding a bike. I know. I'm working it. I'm hope. I'm hopeful that uh, you know before October, before the, the the cape comes, get up there. If not, you know, I mean, I've got a couple months off for paternity leave, so. Heck yeah. You know, if I'm not too tired. <laughs> got this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not Dude, planning am- anything for that time period whatsoever. So yeah, I got to, to October to get up and. Uh, hey, that's when that's when uh, that's when uh, you you and your your son go uh, do your first flight together, right then. Yeah. Just remember the I am safe checklist. I mean, I I went flying. Owen was two weeks old, and I went, and it was a uh, it was a dance because basically it was like, all right, Lindsay, um, tonight's your night. Do not wake me up. <laughs> like, I need my solid, you know, block chunk of time and sleep and whatnot. So, you know, we, we made the deal and yeah, it got it done safely and it wasn't too bad. So we got lucky with that one. So we'll, we'll see how the sleep goes with, with this one. It's usually the hardest thing for me when I got like some sort of uh, 5, 6 a.m. flight plan because I want to get up and out before it gets uh, too hot. It's like I have and knowing that I have a hard time sleeping, hard time I, getting to sleep the night before. Yeah. And I, I, I just stay up late naturally. So if I had something early, my problem yeah. always is, is that I still like my normal bedtime isn't the time I'd need to go to bed to get the full night. So like, I just can't mm-hmm. schedule morning flights. It's just not, <laughs> it's not good. I, I just shouldn't. So yeah. We'll see. I was just looking. There's a, a rusty pilot open house type thing going on. Actually, a Chesapeake sport pilot. Um, come on up here in June. Name. So I'm going to see if I have that day open. Cause if I do, I might, I might go over there and um, see how much it is. Maybe I'll do an LSA. I don't even need the uh, basic med. I don't know. We'll see. That's true. <laughs> so, We'll figure it out. Maybe, uh, you know, a couple episodes from now, or Oshkosh, I'll have a, a flight. Lindsay Heck gave yeah. me the go-ahead, so I got the approval. I just, need go. to, I just need to actually do the time to, to study up right and, there. and get up. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. All righty. All right. So with that, any shout-outs? Uh, just shout-out. Just a shout-out to Larry. Really appreciate stopping by and... and uh, Shout out to the kind folks at uh, Atlantic Aviation at Midway and the controllers took good care of us. Nice. Chris, any from you? Hey, just a shout out to all of our uh, Osh friends. We're looking forward to seeing you, everybody. Yeah, I second that. I'm uh, a little jealous looking at all the pictures of everybody seeing each other at uh, Sun and Fun. Um, a little early for me to get out, but I'm excited to see everybody and hang out and share beers and Hey, drink your people. own beer. There's no sharing beers. Yeah. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pandemic thing. <laughs> hey, I'm vaccinated. It's fine. CDC there says I can lick door handles now, right? Uh, <laughs> lick door handles. Okay. Hey, lick hey. Planes, One step at a time. If I can lick a door handle, I can lick a plane. There you go. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So uh, with that, let's remind everybody where they can find us. It's been a little bit. So uh, Brad, we'll start with you. Yeah, you can reach me at by uh, the old email at brad at inthepatternpodcast.com. Uh, you can find me on the Facebook. Uh, you can occasionally find me on the Twitter, but that's pretty rare these days. Um, and otherwise, you can find me uh, near Camp Bacon at Oshkosh. All right, and Chris, how about you? Those are all good choices. Uh, yeah, Chris at inthepatternpodcast.com. 
uh, Holub A-Z, that's C-H-O-L-U-B-A-Z on Twitter. Not on there as much as I used to be, but uh, still uh, lurk on there occasionally. Uh, in the Pattern Podcast uh, uh, on uh, on Facebook, hit us up there. Yeah, for me, you can find me at John at InThePatternPodcast.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Pilot Conway. Um, Facebook, I'm either Pilot Conway or John Conway. I actually don't remember. I'm not on Facebook as much these days. Um, definitely more on Twitter or Instagram. Um, for all of us, you can reach all of us at podcast in the pattern podcast.com. We're on Twitter's in the pattern, or like Chris said, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash in the pattern podcast. Uh, show notes for this episode and other episodes can be found on our website in the pattern podcast.com. Uh, definitely send any comments, suggestions, critiques, anything. We'd love feedback from everyone. So with that, we'll wrap up episode 78 of the In The Pattern Podcast. Remember, make left traffic, you're cleared for the option. I'm sorry, what's the option? It's been a while. <laughs> you know, I in hindsight, I wish I had said, you know, five months out with Papa. <laughs> uh, yeah. With Papa, that's right. I, You know what? Either is acceptable. Whiskey or that's Papa. genius. You know what? <laughs> with, with Papa with whiskey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>